Hello, my name's James Pikeway, and this is the Nightline Podcast. If you're interested in cars, car repair, music, fitness, technology, and more, this is the podcast for you. Interested in more of what's going on at Dubai Eye? Go to DubaiEye1038.com and search out our podcasts and blogs. Want to get in touch with me? Nightline at DubaiEye1038.ae. Enjoy the show. It's do-it-yourself radio with the guys from WeWillFixIt.com. It's that simple. If there's something going wrong in your, your house, your flat, your villa, your trailer, I don't know what you're driving around in. Maybe you've got a motorhome. These guys can easily fashion a solution to everything from air conditioning to plumbing to garden furniture. It's that simple. And, 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 and I was listening to uh, the Mr. Cat over on 92, the Cat Boy. Ah, uh, yes. And I'm convinced that his wife was listening to this show. Okay. Because two days ago, he was talking about how she'd gone and put together a whole bunch of pallet furniture. Very nice. And where would she have thought about that? Here. So, <laughs> there we go. That's just amazing, isn't it? <laughs> and talk about the maximum amount of enthusiasm for the start of the show, James. You nailed it. You see? The it's best that I've ever seen. There I'm you in go. Awe. There you go. You see. Uh, Colin and Dan are here. They're taking calls. If you've got questions, queries, comments about anything that's going on in the repair world of everything that's that you're doing, then get in touch. And and I always like to say, as as we're going to get from one of our messages, uh, you know, maybe you're not actually going to try and do the repairs yourself. But if you've got someone coming in who is going to do the repairs, it's nice to have an idea what they're going to be doing and to be able to talk them through that. And uh, and, and I actually had your guys come over to my place this week. So you I, did. And I got to say, very impressed with the um, the boot covers they put on. <laughs> I actually does. want a pair of those. <laughs> <laughs> they're kind of funky. They look a bit moon-like, don't they? Yeah, yeah. I thought, you know what? I could just wear those. I, mean, I was thinking I could have people put those on when they get into my car. That's just genius. Just to Good see idea. what their reaction would be, knowing that you know there's no roof on the vehicle, and that was a small issue today when it started to rain going to Abu Dhabi. Um, it's okay. We had to find a happy medium because traditionally all of our staff took their shoes off at the, the customer's, right. customer's door, but then yeah. they're, they're using heavy hammers and drills, and yeah. they should have safety shoes on. So they need to keep the safety shoes on but cover them so they're not bringing dirt from outside, so they put the covers on at the front door. That was actually part of, um, we decided about, was it a year and a half ago now, hmm. that we put all of our staff through um, uh, UK-regulated health and safety courses, okay. which is about as alien to uh, Dubai as you can possibly imagine. <laughs> um, <laughs> But part of that is that they need to have um, uh, decent footwear if they are going up a ladder or if they're, they're operating power tools. Yeah. So um, we regulated everything. But yeah. we've still got to keep customers' houses clean, so hence those boot covers were yeah. uh, were a nitty little um, invention just to, to sort that out. I, I love it. It was, it was a lot of fun. And the guys were very friendly, came in, didn't, uh, you know, when they took a look and, and did what they needed to do and realized that there really wasn't anything wrong. Uh, they, they didn't even snicker, which I, I kind of thought they would. I was, like, I, I was saying a few words myself that I would have been saying to me, but they were very nice. There you go. And it was it was fun. And then they, they left. Very, so very your, th- your thermostat is working now? Yeah, it was never broken. <laughs> well, it, it, <laughs> it wasn't is, clicked in right, it, wasn't it? It was yeah. physically broken, right. the outside.
outside, but everything inside is was perfectly functional. And I'm going, how did? Oh, I mean, it's really. And they go, yeah, you just got to do it this way. And it's like, hmm. but it's easy once okay. you've um, you've been shown, isn't it? Yeah. But the point is, who, who's to know if you've got exactly. if the screen got smashed? Which yeah. um, well, and it, and it was all falling off, but they you know they dusted it off and they said this thing is working fine. Let's just leave it go. Let's not mess with something that isn't broken. See, it's not always about replacing parts, is it? No. It's just sometimes a little bit of know-how, the odd screw, and away you go. Well, and, and we're going to talk about AC in a second, so we won't go too far on this. But they did get out the ladder. They did turn it on. They did crank up the system. They put in the, you know, to check that the temperature is right. Then they used the infrared thermometer as well. They're yeah. great, those, aren't they? Yeah, it was, it was amazing. I thought Very Star cool. Trek. Well, Star they're Trek. a bit moon-like as well. Yeah. When you match those with the yeah. shoe covers, yeah. you know, we're <laughs> virtually John Glenn here, aren't we? Yeah, absolutely. And then said, everything's well. We could go up on the roof. And I said, everything's well. And they said, okay. Yeah, has that thermostat been there as long as you have? Yes. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's had a good innings. Though. It is. There's like four of them like that, and they're, this is the only one that got hit by a rugby ball. So it's, uh, but it's still functioning, which is amazing. Do you know the last time that I saw thermostats like that? This is totally honest. Was eight years ago. Really? And uh, you know, I found out the other day we just hit ninety-three and a half thousand jobs. And the last time I saw that was eight years ago. <laughs> that's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's, um, no. But they work. They work really well. And that's the key. A lot yeah. of stuff works. Hey, well, let's let's jump into a couple of questions here that have come in. You can get involved through the SMS line. We encourage that. You can also send through uh, questions to nightline at dubaii1038.ae or just give us a call. We'll give you all those details in just a second. First one comes in from Ben, and he was listening to the show over the weekend, and he says, uh, I put down some uh, artificial timber tiles on on my deck outside in the garden. Unfortunately, there are uh, lots of white leaching going on, and it doesn't look very attractive. I was wondering if there's any particular varnish or sealant or anything I can do, paint them even, that will uh, make them look better on a, maybe a permanent basis. See, that's an interesting one, because I've yeah. got exactly the same type of decking down at my place. Um, but I didn't know the answer. I really didn't know. Are yours, so. le- are yours turning white? A little bit of leaching from... No. Oh, okay. No, but... I know where there is a very major supplier for this kind of material, which um, which could be responsible for quality concerns. Uh-huh. I'm not going any further than that. However, after a bit of research, what I found out was, um, in effect, the, what these are made of, these composite boards, they look, um, they look a little bit kind of a combination between plastic and wood. And the reason for that is they're a combination <laughs> of plastic That's and wood. <laughs> And um, and basically, they have an element of uh, porosity to them. Um, and porosity, I like that word. Thank you, thank you. My mum would be proud. <laughs> um, but uh, basically, what what um, everything on the internet states is um, that you can use just an exterior deck stain, mm. um, and it should soak in. Now, the key with whenever you're using any kind of paint on any kind of material, and especially, especially uh, with stains, is use it somewhere that you're not really going to see. Because if for any reason it turns out that on your particular deck, either something that you've put down there before or you haven't cleaned them off properly, um, means that it's not going to soak in. And that stain is going to be really, really uh, varied in terms of its Mm. appearance. The other thing that I do in this circumstance is um, you can now get about four four or five different colours. I think Dan and I actually have got exactly the same decking down, along really? with my mother-in-law as well. We did <laughs> we did a bit of a batch <laughs> job on that job one. Job yeah. That's nice. Yeah. Oh, it is. We've been really happy with it. But ours is kind of a grey colour. Now, uh-huh. what I would say is if you are going to put a stain down, get as close to the original colour that you were working with. Don't think all of a sudden, well, it was grey and now I'm going to have it bright red. 
you'll have a disaster. Yeah, okay. Um, on top of that, I also would not use. No, do you think you do you think you'd use a little primer thing? I mean, it's not no wood, so no, just fire it no. down. Uh, well, first of all, I, I would clean it first. So yeah. with a um, like a general purpose thinners, um, I think mm. again test it first in an inconspicuous yeah. area. Um, don't use anything that's too aggressive um, on power, it as well. Power washer. Uh, power washer, mm, oh, yeah, mm, great idea. Yeah. Start off with a power washer, let the whole thing totally dry out, because again, these are oil-based, um, so it can be a, a bit of an issue there. Um, and then after that, clean it down with um, just a general thinners, uh, and then after that, let that evaporate off, and then um, go with the stain again in conspicuous area. Um, I'm going to try it this weekend. I've got a problem with my decking. Gardener's left a big bag of fertiliser oh, no. underneath the barbecue, which just got wet, and it's stained all, all underneath the barbecue. So I'll, I'll give it a go. Thank you. That's a great idea because you won't really see it there. Try it in the cupboards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to give it a test and let yeah, us know. Yeah, that bash and okay. got a power washer on it. There we go. Just yeah. got to find a grey stain now, haven't mm. we? <laughs> <laughs> we got another one that's come through from Luke and says, "Why do we have water tanks at all? We don't have them in Europe." And this is, uh, you know, the, the, like my place. I've got four of these things. They seem to alternate when they, you know fail yep. and they always fail when I'm not home so I've come home many a time to a flooding waterfall uh, it's it's horrible I mean this is down to just water pressure mm. uh, generally speaking um, actually I don't know well, other countries on heaters isn't it I think he's referring to like a, a, a main ta- storage tank do you think he's talking tanks I guess it probably is he's probably not talking water he's probably talking those tanks on the roof why, and why don't we answer both of those then yeah. and um, we'll try and do it quite quickly so first of all for um, cold water tanks uh, the reason is quite simple which is the pressure that comes from Dewa isn't high enough to get up to uh, the top okay. of a, a, a building so therefore you have a storage tank normally at ground level that would um, either uh, um, be connected to a pump that would then go directly to the house or to another one on the roof that then goes to the right. house. Which is also, you know, again, the pressure that's coming from the municipality. When I think back to, to Canada, the pressure that's come, that, you know, that the whole system is pressurized. So when I open up the, the, the faucet or I open up my exterior faucet to water the grass, there's a lot of pressure there. The yeah. pressure that's being generated here is by the pumps that are on my, my own property. Exactly. So. We, we see the difference here within like one street in a community. If it's, if it's, on, a, if it's on a slope, you've got one house at the bottom of the hill has yeah. got great pressure at the top of the hill is not very good hmm. the the other one is um the hot water heaters um so that's just kind of a a design thing here on the whole it's not the same everywhere uh, actually only today i was doing a bit of a um a bit of a chat with uh, one of our bookings team about uh Jumeirah golf estates that actually uses a very similar setup to the uk oh, with okay. um one big in fact two big in that case um storage heaters uh, connected together um but exactly the same setup really as you'd have in europe again that's often in jbr as well um but most properties here have the individual room-based um yeah. setups um why um economy really um in terms of the way it operates it can be more efficient because you're only heating that water supposedly that you're actually going to need um so that's kind of useful but then again it's on 24 hours a day which is the other issue unless you have a water heater timer which we do install there you go so big tanks because of pressure issues and the fact that it's lower pressure coming from the municipality tanks for water heaters because it's convenient there we go. Uh, one final one that came in uh, before the show started. Indanil asked, uh, well, he had an observation. And he's been listening to the show. Likes it, of course. 
and he says uh, his philosophy is that if it ain't broke, don't fix it. If it's broke, don't try to fix it yourself. Call the professionals. That's uh, Sam. I, I <laughs> like his style. We, we agree wholeheartedly. Bizarre, that, isn't it? Yeah. So, you know, there we go. And that's what the show is all about. If something's going wrong in your place, you might not even want a chance fixing it, but you can ask the questions and at least understand what's going on. We're going to talk about air conditioning next. I know someone's saying, hold it, we've talked about that before, but we're going to give a nice round checkup because this is exactly the time of year you want to get your air conditioning sorted out because if you wait till it gets warm and it fails everyone's going to be unhappy and you know that it's going to fail at the worst time when the humidity's just kicked in and the heat's kicked in and you got relatives over visiting and you're going to be sweating it out in your your villa your apartment your room you don't want to have that happen it's it's just not fun so that's where we're going next we got the folks from we will fix it joining us in studio dan and colin this is the diy radio program on nightline dubai i 103.8 fm wondering what you're listening to though this is do-it-yourself radio with dan and colin from wewillfixit.com and i gotta tell you we're doing all sorts of cool stuff tonight we're talking ac right now and you might be saying ac it's cool out it's windy we've had a little bit of showers even but i i got poured on in abu dhabi today so it was uh, it was a great day but that doesn't mean that your AC units don't need to be serviced. They don't need to be looked at. As promised, we're going to talk about the summer. We're going to talk about AC units. Where do you guys want to kick off with this? Well, we just thought it was it was the right time to, to address AC because the, the phone calls have started to come in. So mm. every day now, many, many calls, people are turning their AC on and realizing it's not working. Yeah. Um, you also get a lot of people at this time of the year who are experiencing their first kind of warming period in Dubai. They've, they've relocated here. A lot of people from countries who don't normally use air conditioning mm. um, start turning it on. It's not working. Don't understand how AC works. So we're, we're getting all those calls. So we thought it might be a, a good time to have a general chat about AC. You know, the other thing is, when um, the AC guys arrive, um, especially if you're in a, a, a villa, um, they'll do the all the pleasantries, they'll get their kit, and they disappear onto your roof. Yeah. And you're like, well, what happened? <laughs> what are they where, doing up where there? Are they? Are They're they having a break. Having a cup of tea, or, yeah. uh, you know, w- what's going on there? So it was, again, trying to try demystify a bit of that, I think. Okay, well, let, let's kick this off. When we start talking about air conditioning, This there are varieties of units that we find in homes. Splits, we've got some window air, air conditioning units. We've got, what's, what's the other one called? So basically, you've got two main areas. Yeah. You've got um, chilled water, uh-huh. uh, which is the cold comes from chilled water. Yeah. Um, it's like the green community. Um, yeah. Most most um, high-rise apartment buildings okay. uh, built in the last 10 years or so. D- Dubai Marina. Yeah. yeah, Dubai Marina, um, JBR. Um, a couple of the areas in Murdoch, there's big chillers right around my place. Yeah, for yeah absolutely. We've also got Jumeirah Islands. Okay. Yep, yeah, absolutely. So th- there's a, there are a few villa developments, but okay. generally speaking, it's the high-rise that uh, that really have chilled so, water. So what, as a, as a person who's occupying one of these units, what can I do with a chilled water unit? Um, well, when it comes to, I think I think we, we we've hit on it many times before, James. But when it comes to the combination of uh, electricity and water, 
it's yeah. really dangerous. Yeah. So there are um, the, the have-a-go heroes out there that, that do have decent amounts of knowledge. So for those people who are very, very competent indeed and safe, then maybe you go as far as um, cleaning a filter. Um, but you are exposed in those situations. So from a health and safety standpoint, the answer would be leave it to trained professionals. Mm. Um and and really that's as far as it goes. Right. Um, also, so, when it, when so it, if it's a trained professional, say it's you guys coming in. Yeah. With a chilled water unit, what what would you be looking at? Because you're not going to be dealing with the actual chillers. No. So you start off with the uh, the temperature coming into the apartment. Mm. Um, basically, the rule of thumb. Although we've got these thermo guns that where we can do a test to check what the temperature is that's coming into the property and whether or not there is a, a wider problem. It's extremely rare in Dubai because the the main chill water plants are very young, relatively right. speaking. Mm-hmm. So very, very unusual that you'd have um, a problem with the temperature coming in. So at that point, we make the assumption that, uh, okay, so we've got some units that are cooling fine, some that are not. Um, you have uh, the main part, which is like a valve that opens and closes, it's called an actuator. And its job is to regulate the amount of chilled water that comes into that unit. And that is the key element. Mm. It's controlled by that thermostat that's on your wall. Um, and really, those are the main elements there. You still have a fan motor, so we, you okay. still need to make sure the fan motor is going round. Um, you still have an evaporator coil, which is just oh, okay. like a radiator. Uh, right. But the difference is, instead of there being um, liquefied gas going through it, um, instead it's got cold water running mm. through it. That's the, and the is this water like almost at freezing temperature? Is that? Yeah, so two, two, three degrees maybe. Oh, Normally okay. a little bit higher, actually. I think it's six. You okay. know what? I'm pretty sure it's six mm. times. Can't remember. Anyway. It's it's uh, it's somewhere around there, um, and again with a lot of rust inhibitor, which has been an issue in ah. certain areas in Dubai, which will remain nameless. So rust inhibitor in the water, and so that water is then coming all through the evaporator. Oh yeah, I mean we've done we've done massive replacements in certain developments where um, the pipework has rusted horrendously because of um, uh, not enough inhibitor being used. Okay. So just, so just like a traditional split tax system, it does need servicing. It needs doing two to three times a year uh, by a trained professional. As Colin said, so it's not. Whilst it's a it's a different type of system, it also needs needs to be maintained. When you so we've we've got that system, then we've got a, a split system where we've got units probably on the roof, and then we've got an evaporator somewhere in the ceiling. Yeah. With, that one can access. What kind of things when we talk about a servicing? What kind of things? can a homeowner expect a technician to be looking at? Well, in a a split-type unit, a lot of the work is done up on the roof, so the guys will be out there first of all. They should be, most of the time, should be using a a pressure washer, a pressure washer, um, taking a water supply from the roof and power spraying all the filters down, because in Dubai we've got a lot of sand in the air, Mm. so that tends to get baked on the filters. Um, It really blocks the the airflow. I think there's kind of um, four main areas really that you need to um, uh, look at if you're a competent AC service technician, um, which are basically cleaning, electrical and mechanical checks, um, and then the whole conversation about gas. And then oh, finally, man. you do a review, so to make sure that the entire unit, almost like a holistic approach that a doctor would take. So, okay, I've checked all the elements. Now, does the whole thing actually hold together and work? Mm. Um, so that's almost like the, the fourth stage of that process. Without going too complex, I mean, we, we literally have um, a 14-stage process for uh, both chilled and then also um, for splits as well, which all of our technicians follow, and we've, we've kind of
kind of honed over the last mm-hmm. decade um, to make sure that we, it, it's really solid. But in terms of cleaning, you're looking at the indoor uh, filters, which we've already spoken about. Um, but on top of that, um, you need to be looking and see what the uh, condenser coil condition is. And those normally should be sprayed down on the roof. You've got the drain pans inside that you'd also disinfect that entire indoor unit as well. Mm. Uh, cleaning of the vents, you've got all of the electrical parts that need to be checked to make sure they're operating correctly. Um, also, there's, there's um, people when they say mechanical, the mechanical parts of an AC unit. The reality is if you're a trained guy, you can listen, for instance, to an AC compressor. And, you know, there's, there's guys that we've had who can literally hone it down to, yeah, well, no, not yet. But, you know, in the next six months or so, this is going to go bang yeah. and be aware of that. So people, uh, we can give people warning ahead of time. Really? So I know it seems okay, but be aware and we write it on the invoices, so be aware that your uh, your AC is running noisy in your master bedroom, and then the next six months, and the phone call comes in, my AC in the master bedroom has just gone, oh, funny that, we put it on the invoice here, <laughs> we bet, thought it might. Better to get it done now. If, yeah. if our guys are saying the, the fan motor's on its way out, indoor or outdoor, it's starting to wobble and vibrate, yeah. and it's not, not, uh, not running efficiently, then get it done now, but it's better than it going bang in the middle of the night in the middle of august when your children can't sleep which is when it typically happens <laughs> the worst time of the year average service when we talk about the services when we're we're coming to look at a, a system how how long should people be budgeting for time we give our guys 45 minutes on average service okay. it, can, it can be less especially if you've got a lot of units if the guys are going along the roof and are servicing seven or eight units to get a bit of economies of scale um so that might bring it down a little bit but on average it's 45 minutes per unit that's pretty fast per unit yeah. um no I mean, that's that's um if you're doing the job properly time. that's yeah. how long it should take um you know our guys don't don't mess about they're, yeah. they're there to do a job and then right. they have to do it properly and again um, having a warranty on that is yeah. really critical. Any supplier that doesn't offer you a warranty, um, why? Why yeah. are they not offering me a warranty on that? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. don't they trust their workers? Yeah, there we go. So if you've got a place like mine with with four units, we're looking at about four hours, Maybe three and a half hours. Yeah, normally three hours. We'd, three book, hours book, we'd book our guys for three hours. Okay. It might, might be two and a half. It might be yeah. four. All depends on the condition when we get there. Yeah. Well, you know, they're old. <laughs> Do you know? <laughs> Do you know the line I always love, and that is, um, we get it a lot, which is, oh, I'm not sure that we need a service. It just needs more gas. Oh. I love that line. Yeah. If the gas is escaping, there is a problem that needs fixing. Yeah. And you can top up, and companies will, they'll just top up the gas, just make sure it's full of gas, and then the next day they're calling up again, customers yeah. calling, saying, why is, why is this not cooling? Yeah. So before you turn on your AC, the pressure inside the pipe should be 65 PSI. Um, for a split unit, that is. And uh, to give you an idea, that's probably twice an average car tyre. Now, if you imagine a little hole in a car tyre that's half the pressure, that's going to go pretty quick. And that tends to be how an AC operates as well. Probably not quite as fast because you're dealing in copper pipes. But um, again, the idea of just topping up the gas uh, is probably it's a, it's a one in 50 that it yeah. that is actually what's required there is something underlying that needs to be found and that's really where a trained technician comes in mm. as dan just mentioned so many companies in dubai come in top up your gas again and three weeks later you're making that phone yeah. call and the reason is and it will get quicker and quicker and quicker the frequency between or sorry shorter and yeah. shorter the frequency between because as they're topping up the gas and they put more pressure into it the pipe's cracking a little bit more meaning yeah. more gas then escapes and it gets worse and worse so have the conversation with your landlord or if you're paying for these things just get it done save yourself time and money and ultimately get the servicing done two three times a year uh, ideally to make sure these these units are running well it's, it, it's money saved and if um 
if people have been getting told that you can find and fix a gas leak in half an hour, then they're not finding or fixing anything. It's it's, mm. it's hours. It's, it can be two, three, four-hour jobs. So you're literally looking for a very small telltale and something that's the size of a pinprick in a pipe that could be 30 feet long. And that's the difference. I mean, even within our team, and our guys are are all um, qualified for a minimum of three years in the Philippines um, and have huge experience. We have probably three or four guys out of a team of, um, of what, how many touches right now, 45 or uh, 50, that are specialists in this particular area. Wow. So it, it really is a high-end guy that can, um, that can find a leak, fix a leak effectively, and as Dan says, two to three hours absolute minimum. Colin and Dan joining us from We Will Fix It. This is Do-It-Yourself Radio on Dubai Eye 103.8 FM. It's Do-It-Yourself Radio with the guys from WeWillFixIt.com. Colin and Dan joining us in studio. We've been talking about air conditioning. We're going to talk a little bit more about air conditioning, actually. I know, I know you're saying air conditioning. Really, it's not necessary at this moment. It will be, and there are more things to consider than just making sure that your units are clean, and that's the piece on the roof, and maybe your condenser coil and that kind of stuff. There's more to think about. We want to walk you through a couple other issues that you want to have on the top of your mind, and then we got a few more questions and we might actually get to the project of the week i'm thinking we're going to do it i'm i'm hoping you're very optimistic (laughs) i don't think we've got any chance (laughs) let's let's talk about duct cleaning and coil cleaning what are what are these things okay so duct cleaning um your air is being circulated around the house by the duct system which is in the obviously in the ceiling Uh um a regular ac service takes care of the mechanical inside and out on your on your ac um but it doesn't clean all the ducting throughout the properties. Do we? But do we need to clean the ducting? Like you, is need, it, you need to clean it not as often as doing a, 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 an AC service, but it, it needs to be done every probably two years is, okay. is a good time scale. If you see the before and after pictures of a of, of duct cleaning, it's it's pretty frightening beforehand, mm. especially if you've got pets. There's a lot of pet hair, dander, sand. There can be mold spores in there. So we recommend this, especially if people have, um, are starting to get sick. If your family's coughing a lot, you get a lot of colds, which I had in my, my previous place and. And Colin had it his. Um, with it could be, you know, getting a lot of mold spores. It can, it can mm. cause a lot of problems. The other one that's an absolute classic was um, we were asked to come to a house where they just moved in, and um, with the guys went there to just take a look. You know, yeah. this should be, it should be in service, should be absolutely fine. Um, but they were getting kind of dust clouds and lots of settling dust on furniture, and they were wondering whether it was just part of the build or whatever had yeah. happened. Anyway, so we, uh, the guys stuck their heads up into the uh, into the ducts, and one of the contractors had decided that they weren't going to take their rubble off-site, and instead they loaded it into the ducts. No. Yeah. I mean, it's unbelievable. Then, and, you know, when that happened, we were like, okay, well, this is really odd. And then the guys said, oh, no, this has happened plenty of times before. Wow. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just incredible to think. Um, that people would do that, but yeah. it happens quite a lot. So you're, you're breathing in air that's, that's come through the ducts, and if it's picking up all this dust and sand mm. on the way through and, and mould, it, it needs to be cleaned out. So we use a system called Rotobrush, which is essentially a very large vacuum, which we stick a rotating brush into the into the ducts. Obviously, we take off the, the vents, and uh, it goes into the ducts, scrapes the inside of the ducts, and vacuums out at the same time. So it takes all the, okay. all the material away. 
it's really important that the, that w- the reason we love this bit of kit is it's exactly the same time. If you can imagine like a, a big vacuum hose, yep. and on the outside bit you've got the vacuum, and in the middle is where the brush is. Right. So it means that the second that the um, uh, the brush is taking off and basically moving into the atmosphere, uh, whatever dirt was on the side, it's immediately sucked into a big HEPA filter. Okay. It's the only system that actually does this, um, and that's why we really like it. There's zero risk of contamination. So if you're moving into a place, probably a good idea to have some folks check the ducts because yep. they probably haven't been cleaned. And if you've been in your place for a while, when's the last time that you had the mm-hmm. ducts clean? Everyone's getting their... I would like to think everyone gets their, their AC serviced at least once a year, but I, I might be optimistic You'd there. Hope so. I'd hope so. Mm-hmm. But I bet most people are not getting their ductwork cleaned. I, I just yep. I doubt it. From certainly from the units we've seen, and we've yeah. seen some utter horror stories without yeah. a doubt. So it absolutely must. And if you're if you're runny noses, coughing, sneezing a lot, and you think, oh, I turned on the AC, and this now I'm, this is all happening. Maybe it's not the AC. Maybe it's your ducts. So or the coils for that matter. Or the coil. Yeah. So, so what? So what are the coils all about? Okay. So Where is the coil? What are we talking about here? Okay. Um, so what a coil basically is um, is uh, the radiator that the air goes through to be cooled. Okay. So it's very similar to the theory of a car and a car radiator. So um, with a car radiator, you need to um, to cool down the car. So um, the air runs through the radiator. In fact, Glenn can tell you all this, can't he? He's the specialist <laughs> here. But it, it's exactly the same uh, scenario. So it's just a radiator that makes the air cool mm. um, is the scenario there, whether that's an evaporator, it, which is the indoor unit, or yeah. condenser, which is the outdoor unit. And that coil needs to be cleaned. Absolutely, yeah. Especially the the evaporator coil, which is the one that's inside. If you imagine something that is um, both uh, very cold um, and also has um, air running through it and often humid, it's going to be wet. Mm. When something's wet, you then get um, dust that sticks to it. When dust sticks to it, it creates bacteria. And that bacteria then at that point goes nasty, 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 nasty over time. And, um, And it just ends up as kind of a gunky slime. Um, that is uh, that is on these um, coil cleaning for me is the most difficult to explain to people yet the biggest benefit to children my own um, son he's six years old now Dylan and um, uh, he uh, suffers from asthma really badly uh, whenever I move into uh, into a property obviously we do the mechanical side with AC servicing but it's the coils that are the critical bit for me mm. if you clean a coil at that point the source where it's physically getting cooled you know that at that point everything has been uh, dealt with everything is safe and that's where everything starts if you've got com- uh, contamination further down into the ducts you need to deal with that as well but you start with a coil mm. but the problem is here in Dubai, there aren't many people that are capable of doing it, uh, and when they do do it, they don't often do it very well. Um, in fact, w- there was a little bit of research we did today, Dan, wasn't there? Yeah, we decided to bring a competitor today to ask how how they do the evaporator core cleaning. It was as part of a a larger service that they offer, and um, yeah, they basically just spray it down with with water with a power washer, spray it with okay. the water, and then. And then spray some sanitizer over it afterwards. Or if you see see a coil that's been cleaned properly, you're spraying it down with a, a solution like an Allubrite, which which you have to spray it on. You leave it to soak, and then it needs to be. It, it can take an hour to clean it off. It's, it's an oil-based. Um, the, the the grime that's on there is oily. So if you spray water on oil, not much happens. Uh, you know, yeah. it doesn't clean it. it. That does not work. Um, so it's a very specialist process. Interestingly enough, 
um, I had one of my geek projects about three and a half years ago where we'd use a really difficult process where we physically cut it out the ceiling, took it outside, used a, um, a very aggressive solution, and then put it back in and welded it into uh, uh, back into the system, which if you really know what you're doing, which um, you know our, our techs do, then it's absolutely fine. But it came at a higher risk and took longer, so it cost more. So um, we found some equipment that's designed for to be used in something completely different, readapted it, um, split, split the whole system to pieces basically, and, and re-put this thing back together. And it's now half the amount of time that we use for uh, for coil cleaning, and um, it means that we don't have to take anything out, so we can do it in situ. But whilst we're doing it, it does look like a scene out of the crime scene investigators, because we just put plastic everywhere to make sure there's no risk of contamination. Coil cleaning at least once a year, or a couple times a year? No, it doesn't need to be that much. I think, um, again, somewhere around the uh, once every 18 months to two years is, is okay. fine. Um, so at the same time you're getting your ducts cleaned, <clears throat> why not get the coils cleaned? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just starting at a, at a base position is, is what we recommend in any new property. But again, um, asthma, uh, asthma sufferers and um, you know people who tend to have a lot of colds and coughs, um, coils are critical and um, you know it's amazing and I can say from personal experience I know that this is something that we supply but this is the critical one as far as I'm concerned if you're an asthma sufferer and I noticed overnight an improvement with my son there we go get your coils cleaned in your air conditioning units and get your ducts cleaned make sure your units are being serviced a couple of times a year at least coils ducts probably you can do that 18 months to two years on a two-year cycle but if you're just moving into a place or if you've been in your place for a while and you don't remember the last time you did the ducts they probably haven't been done and if you're just moving in have someone come and take a look because they might not have been done either and so don't trust that uh, it's all been taken care of one thing i forgot with coil cleaning and even the fast process takes a minimum of three hours wow yeah, per unit, for every unit that you've got. Wow. So if someone comes in and says that they are cleaning your coils and they haven't done three hours, then um, either they're drinking um, more Red Bull than I am, or alternatively, um, they're not doing it right. Yeah, okay, that's simple. Dan and Colin joining us from We Will Fix It. This is Do-It-Yourself Radio on Dubai I 103.8 FM. The Fix-It Show with Colin and Dan from WeWillFixIt.com. We're, we're, we're do-it-yourself. We're getting you through all of your issues. We've been talking about air conditioning. Um, we had another message that came through asking about the ducting coil cleaning. Can it be done in a three-bedroom apartment? You guys said absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. Um, you know, standard uh, standard kind of thing that we do. Um, easy contact, um, 800-FIX, 800-349, or wewillfixit.com, and there they can talk go. live to our guys yeah. um, during the day. And, and tell them that you heard the boys on the radio. You heard them talking to you. They they recommended you give them a call on the radio. Just fill that in. Who knows? They might say, yeah, that's, that's awesome. We'll... Uh, Great idea. Yeah. <laughs> Let them know that we've been, yeah. we've been on air. Uh, we've got a couple more questions that we want to get to here. And uh, these are, and I promise, next week we're going to do a project. We've been, we've been threatening about that. One. I know. Let's, let's do it next week and we will, because it's easier to, to visualize, we'll put the picture on Facebook beforehand. Yeah, I'll do the same thing. And then I also have a cream pie cannon that we want to we want to play with too so we, we're, we're going to do the tennis ball cannon but i got a better idea so did, it's did for you birthdays. promise me it's for birthdays WhatsApp, i thought you said we had explosives no no this one it's gonna it's for birthday parties oh okay this is really good interesting uh, yeah uh another quick one though has come through from alex and he says hi there we have a small restaurant in jlt and have added an ac we, we've had an ac issue for the past three years 
that no one has been able or willing to fix. We have got gone through a half dozen contractors, and each of them end up disappearing. Would you be able to come and look at it for us, particularly as the summer is coming up? That's an easy one. Yeah, absolutely, Alex. Uh, 800-349. Um, interesting, JLT. JLT. So the whole of JLT is traditionally a, a chilled water setup. Um, it has had uh, been slightly notorious for problems in the past. Um, I alluded to a certain development in Dubai um, that had an issue with rust inhibitor. That was JLT. Um, other things, um, he mentioned that it's a small restaurant in JLT. It could well be that when he originally did the fit out, if he took it as Shell and Core, um, that uh, the original design of the uh, AC installation was incorrect, which might be more difficult to work with as he's, uh, if he's within an apartment building. So we don't know the details on this, no. um, Alex, but again, call the team 800-349-800-FIX on your phone, um, and without a doubt, they'll do their best. Um, we've got some genuinely some fantastic technicians yeah. that, that uh, if anyone can, we can. So, yeah. yeah. There we go. That's simple. Um, so there's four questions that we've got sitting here. Uh, how easy it is, to, is it to install something to protect wall corners from kids and chipping in heavy traffic areas? You know, I, I see these things in hospitals, in doctors' offices, the plastic covers. Yep, those those covers are available. I was going to say the well, the shop that I They're that I like in Dubai is that B Safe shop in um, Times Square. I remember that one. I didn't know if they were still going there. Times Square, it, it is, was there last month. Okay. Oh, last month. <laughs> there we go. I was back at four <laughs> years ago. But then a lot of stuff changes in is, Times Square. Is that the place? That, is, does Times Square still have that uh, ice lounge in there? Is that gone? It, it was there last month. Was wow. Last time I was there. Okay. Just, just, just a above, response, isn't it? Just above. Well, it was there yesterday. Just above the ice lounge is Shraf DG, and then they've got a couple yeah. of new like uh, these quiz room places where okay. you've got to escape from escape rooms. Right. And then in between, there's a little shop called Be Safe that specialises in uh, in child and baby safety equipment. Okay. It's a cracking shop. So you could get some corner protectors and then corner pet- protectors, or you um, acetate. You would get in Satwa. Um, noodles are pretty popular, especially in garages. <laughs> Hey, there's a good one. That's a DIY yes. project, that one. Yeah. So if you slice a noodle... Yeah. Um, These are the pool can, things. That oh, yeah, yeah. So pool. The, you know the, 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 the long um, spindly things, normally yeah. blue or pink or yeah. yellow or whatever? Um, cut them in half, mount them to your wall so that um, when you open your doors of your car in a garage, um, you hit the noodle rather than hit the wall. That's a great idea. Yeah, who was it you told us that one? Somebody told us about that. We've got Dan, pl- plenty of customers have done that. They've got no- noodles yeah. all over the garage. It's such a cheap and easy solution, yeah. but it works really well. What a great idea. Yeah, it's 10 dirhams a noodle, isn't it? So know. cut them in half. Yeah. Job done. Wow. Cool. Okay. So there we go. And that's there's a DIY tip, that, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, that's a great one. And how are you fixing it to the wall? Just with a staple gun? Uh, no, I won't go through it because then you could scratch. Oh. So uh, backside, double, um, double-sided sticky would so be fine, easy. or silicon would do okay. it. Okay, easy. Uh, we got a question about uh, garbage disposals and sinks, a brand-named one being used here, Garburator. Wondering, are these things used and sold in the UAE? Um, these are the things you put... Some, they're very popular in the U.S. Yes. Have them in your sink, and if you've got leftover food items, no bones and stuff, but vegetables and stuff, you just turn this thing on with water running, and it chews it all up and throws it through the water. We call it a waste disposal, I think. Yeah, okay. um, it's yeah, it is. It's really popular in North America, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so 
the answer is yes but no but um so <laughs> yes but no but yeah, very very quickly um you need power underneath there um without a doubt um so are they available in the uae uh, generally no therefore you've then got a power issue 240 volts is what we operate on here yeah. north america 110 so you'd have to then do, uh, get some kind of transformer oh, between okay. the two for power you need to take the power from somewhere else normally it'd be the dishwasher location you get it but again if you've got a dishwasher in there you could have an electrical overload situation it is feasible. We have done it, um, but again, it's sourcing that uh, that item that's uh, that's really the question yeah. mark. And I'm just thinking, as soon as you got to start adding transformers, I'm going, why would you do it? There is that element. As yeah, well. and and as you said, now you've got the electricity overload because you got the dishwasher, and who knows what else is on that circuit. Yeah, yeah. So you're better off just get a composter. Yeah, exactly. I have three of those in my backyard. Have you got some? Yeah, They're homemade. That's a DIY project. Oh, nice. I'll take pictures of them. Uh, <laughs> kitchen. Oh, here's a great one. The kitchen fume hood. Can it be easily ducted out of the apartment? Because so many of these things, if you've got it over the the stove and you look and there's a little filter and you're wondering, it's you know the fan is sucking up the fumes. Where is it going? It's just throwing it into the ceiling somewhere or in the room. It's not really doing anything at all. Can they be ducted out of the building? Uh, yes, but no, but. Um, so the first part of it is what's actually in there, and it's mainly a carbon filter. Yeah. So that carbon filter is basically there to take out most of the nasty so it can recirculate back into the room. So it's not as bad as it might appear on the whole. Mm. Um, if you really do want to um, uh, to get it out of the building, it would be very difficult to create a dedicated line on it. If you already have an extractor in the kitchen, you're prepared to leave that extractor on uh, when you've got the kitchen hood running, then it is technically possible to... Um, to extract through um, the same uh, ducting as you have for the kitchen extractor, okay. which will go to the exterior of the building. But you need to make sure that if you have a ducted extractor uh, type, which is a different type uh, of unit, that it still has that carbon filter in there. Okay. Otherwise, you're going to get all sorts of fat and other oh. nasties in the extractor, um, okay. uh, which you really don't want. So now if you've got a villa situation, is it easy to just punch a hole through the wall and, and duct it all out that way as well? Much easier, okay. especially if your cooker is on an external walk so you've only got that one wall to go Which through most of them are aren't they mostly uh, yeah normally because of the gas situation yeah. um but again not all okay all right uh do we have time for one more handrail issue the handrail is loose at the base is it going uh, oh it's going into concrete what do i need to do to secure it this is, i think this happens in a lot of folks places especially if you've got kids like i had who'd uh, be running up and down the stairs and using this as yeah. a Batman swinging pole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it can be redrilled, and we would use expansion bolts for something that's, that's going to be load-bearing like that. So a, a nice big M6 or M8 expansion bolt. Um, need a good high-power drill, a mains-power drill to, to get in there, but we could do that. Hammer yeah. action. Hammer Always. Action. There we go. A little bit of silicon after seal it up boom you're done yeah see normally i mean they um uh, the the fittings are just plastic when you go and see what they're actually used and it's no surprise they've pulled out mm. so um go hard uh, heavy juicy with it and um stick in expansion bolts and you could work really hard to swing around uh, one of those without stop there we go gentlemen i think we've cleared up all the questions and we're we've 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 run out the show this is a wonderful night it's all it's all come to plan which means next week we're doing a project 
We've got to do a project. Definitely. We'll get it on Facebook in advance. Yeah, we'll get it up in advance so you can follow along. This is going to be a great fun. It's a pet feeder for inside your home for, uh, I guess, really for dogs, but maybe cats too. Could cats use this? You yep. can modify it. So Absolutely. we're going we're gonna to run you through a wonderful project that you can do next weekend with the family, make it a family affair. We'll post it all up in advance, and then you can walk through it with us. If you're wondering what you've been listening to, this is the Do-It-Yourself Radio. We Will Fix It is been has have been here. That's Colin and Dan. And if you want to get in touch with those guys, wewillfixit.com, 800-FIX. Any questions, queries, comments, give them a call. And, uh, guys, I look forward to having you back next week. Same place, same time. Absolutely. Thank you very much.